0: I guess also it's way cheaper from Mexico City. And a lot of our friends are going from Mexico City to Oaxaca.
1: Okay. Well, cool. Okay. I'll look if it's cheap. I don't would not want to go. I want to be there. I know. Obviously. I've been thinking the
0: same thing. I'm like, how am I justifying? I'll find it. Like if Mexico I have to find trip. a
1: sugar daddy to buy me my plane ticket, I will. <laughs> like, I'll go. okay,
0: let's find us both a sugar daddy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For both of us. Obviously. For both of us. To and then buy us m- our tickets to Oaxaca. <laughs>
0: and then we they don't have can to come. We'll it. just leave
1: them. Yeah. We'll leave them in Mexico City. We'll be right back.
0: Nika, <laughs> our problem is we don't have an abundance mindset.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Truly, I cannot. I cannot. Our problem
0: is that we don't have an abundance mindset. Our
1: problem is that when we're not mooching, we think, are we mooching
0: right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> mistakes.
0: Ow. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> Nika and I <clears throat> are surrounded. We're surrounded. <laughs> Hands in the air. You're surrounded. <laughs>
1: by by people with abundance mindsets, Nika. Yeah.
0: Sorry, uh, I just recently heard somebody who is a notorious mooch um, try to like talk about how they have an abundance mindset. And I was like, do you have an abundance mindset? Or are you surrounded by people who, who don't call you out on what a mooch you are oh which i God. guess you know what if it's the, if it's the <laughs> same outcome egg on my face egg that i paid for on, <laughs> on my, my face, face uh.
1: <laughs> but no because guess what and uh, here's the thing people kind of like are their teeth are set on edge when that person pops into the hang because they know that they're gonna mooch uh-huh. for us. People are so excited when we're there because it's a, they're like, "Oh my God, what four d- bottles of wine did you bring? Yeah, how, how much natural wine did <laughs> you guys come with, and what drugs are you going to share with us at this hang?
0: Yeah, and how hard are you going to make us all laugh, and are you going to cook us a full fledged fucking meal? meal? Um, listen, if anyone who, if anyone thinks that you or I are a mooch, mooch. <laughs> I <laughs> Kindly direct them to my like 2014 self. Um, yes, that girl was a mooch. Yeah,
1: direct them to me <laughs> from I don't know, literally my in 20 2016 to 2019. Like, oh my god, yeah. No, I literally will overdraft my bank account if it means that I don't not showing up up (laughs) (laughs) empty-handed. Same. Like so so true bestie. bestie.
0: (laughs) So true. Listen, all anyone needs to do to not be a mooch in my book is not show up empty-handed. And it's like the reach for your wallet mentality, you know, like just ask like, Oh, like can I Venmo you for that? Or like the literally reaching for your wallet and Often, people will, not like every time, but people will be like, no, 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 I got it. But then you at least are not assuming they got it. Yeah. And that's all that matters. For sure. To me, I think, and for a lot of people, it is the gesture more than the monetary amount that counts. So, like, when I'm covering a bill, like, if I'm the one putting my credit card down, if I know for a fact that I cannot cover it, like, in in the grand scheme of things, I will... Venmo request everybody there. Yeah. Personally, Venmo request them for their share of it. Yeah. If I know I can swallow some of the cost and I know that some of the people there maybe could like use being treated, I let people just offer to cover what is their share to cover and the people who offer I accept and the people who don't, I like for the most part, forget about it. But if they do it a lot, I'm like, well, bestie. Especially if, like the next time they cover something, they're really mm-hmm. like stingent about like who who owes them. I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, not keeping track, but I did cover dinner like the last four times, so yeah. or I have been driving you around in my car, and you've never once Venmoed me for gas or whatever mm-hmm. it is, <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever it is.
1: Yeah, and this, it's these are all hypotheticals. They're
0: hypothetical, and they're not about any. One or two or multiple people in particular—they're <laughs> not. But well, it's also, a shoe fits. here's the thing: I am okay with people being a mooch. Kind of like there are there is a few friends we've like jokingly referred to them as our sugar besties yeah. who cover things for us because they can afford to and we can't, but we just contribute what What we can can. in other ways or in like smaller monetary amounts.
1: Yeah.
0: I am happy to be that person for other people in smaller ways. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, if I see you dropping large amounts of money on other shit, yeah. It's no longer that, you know? Yeah.
1: And or it's like just acknowledging that like your friends are doing this for you. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a nice thing to do. Yeah. Like, I don't ever not thank our sugar besties for being our sugar besties. Right. Totally. You know, I'm not like covering costs for people. So they thank me. But it's nice to hear that you like appreciate it. Yeah. Totally. Sorry. Totally. It's just,
0: you know, I think some people are so deep in their um, abundance mindsets that they... See almost like their friends covering shit as like a bargaining, like a bargain shopper life hack. (laughs) And it's like, let's maybe not treat other people's generosity as um, like a hack to save money.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Like- it's
0: weird because we also are like in a group of people who really value like the community and like communal living and like everyone contributes something, even if it's not monetary. Mm-hmm. It's like effort or it's, you know, some kind of labor that the the group benefits from it, like, you know, cooking for everybody or driving everybody somewhere or like whatever it is. And so you don't want to split hairs. Um, But it's like a weird thing. Yeah. Anyway, can you guys tell that Nika and I are recently <laughs> in the... Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say... D- it's, it's not drama.
1: No, the vibes are just distinctly off. The vibes right are now. off.
0: The mooch vibes are on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's hard because when you are people who are all about like, it all shakes out evenly in the end. And like, we're all just part of a community. You don't want to be like keeping track, but sometimes, sometimes not everyone's pulling their weight. Yep. That's all. That's all. We don't talk more about this on our Patreon episode, but what we do talk about, um, are the, uh, sexy hot details of our p-town trip
1: yes very sexy very hot and we will not be talking about them here
0: all i'll say is i got laid and if you want to hear the specifics about the three people i fucked in p-town head on over to the
1: patreon and um i may have gotten mono i got something that's not covid um from making out with multiple people in one night and um Making someone rethink
0: their sexuality. sexuality.
1: Sorry, I had a brain fart for a second. I was like, what am I trying to say? Also,
0: Nika and I kissed Kissed. on the mouth for the first time. But we're
1: not going to tell you how that happened because you have to subscribe (laughs) to to the the Patreon. Patreon.
0: But we will say it happened during a three-way kiss. Yes. Which is, I think, the most nika and anya way (laughs) to possibly ever first kiss each other it's true um and we describe our perfect days on the patreon yes
1: and oh my god if you want to know are anya and nika as much alike as we think (laughs) or they actually total (laughs) opposites, subscribe to the patreon
0: (laughs) and hear all about our perfect days and also we realize that we have had our perfect days many many times this year yes which is i think beautiful we live a beautiful beautiful life we do not in our perfect days. Um, being accused of being mooches and or people mooching. Yes. <laughs> Not included in a perfect day.
1: Not included in a perfect day.
0: Um, but you know... This is all just part of living a radical, queer, communist lifestyle and having to reckon with living that lifestyle within the capitalist system. And unfortunately, it makes us frustrated about who's covering the bill or who isn't covering the bill. And that's so annoying to me. I wish we didn't have to think about it, but... You know, know. the number in our bank accounts is directly related to um, if we're going to literally live another day or not. And that makes us all stressed out about who brought the rosé. Why is that? I hate that.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. I can't Uh, wait
0: for um, societal collapse so that me and my besties can get litty without worrying about who's paying for for what. And so that Nika can um, kill people. (laughs)
1: because I'm um, famously if you did not know my dream role in the apocalypse
0: is killing people to save her besties
1: to save my best and just also like to kill um, <laughs> wait, wait god I don't have my phone what is the thing that I sent to you today because it fully um, is hold me <laughs>
0: hold on hold on hold on hold please <laughs> Nika sent me a headline <laughs>
1: it's uh the Q&A interview Isabel Huppert my guiltiest pleasure imagining myself as a sadistic manipulative murderer and I said why is this literally me? <laughs> because it's literally me. Uh, much to the chagrin of Anya Yeah. who is like did I become friends with, with a murderer? A murderer? <laughs> like she's joking right?
0: Listen if you ever end up in an Amanda Knox situation where you've been <laughs> falsely accused of murder they are going to point to this podcast <laughs> I as know. like. Bestie, <laughs> that literally in the court of law, they're gonna be like, "Bestie, is this you?" And then they're gonna hit play on this <laughs> podcast, and you're gonna be like, "Ugh, yes, Bestie, but you have to understand, not in this particular murder case." Oh my
1: gosh. I can't. I can't. Nika that is not a murderer. No, I which... could be, but I'm not gonna kill it. She's capable of. She is capable of murder. Yeah, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Every top is capable of murder. You know, it's the same kind of energy. Oh my god.
0: So that's it. It's official. I'm not a top. (laughs) I've been wondering. I'm so verse that I'm like, Am I a verse bottom or a verse top? That's a it that seals it. I'm a verse bottom. I would rather absolutely lay down and die than kill anyone. And that will be probably the reason I do lay down and die one day because the apocalypse is coming. No,
1: because I'll just right as you're like, right as they're about to kill you, I'll swoop in and stab him in the back. (laughs) One of those movie things where it goes like all the way in and you're like, eyes are closed and you feel like blood dropping on you. And you're like, oh my God, am I dead? Am I dead? Am I dead? And you open your eyes and it pulls right out and their like body falls down. And then you like see someone standing up in front of you and you're like, who is that? And it's me.
0: We have to re record our Patreon episode so that you can include that in your perfect day. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> somehow that did not make it into your perfect day, and I feel like it
1: should have. That would also be a part of my perfect day. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: no, I, I'm, I'm confident that even though you're capable of murder, murdering someone would ruin your day.
1: Totally. <laughs> yeah, unless they like really disturbed it, but even then it would ruin no, But day. even like, then, their blood would get would my ruin love.
0: Ruin your day because it's just like stressful. To so stressful, somebody. I'd have to like go it's not like to a like a fun police. hang.
1: Yeah, I have to go to like a police precinct. I'd be on drugs. <laughs> I'd be like rolling on Molly.
0: Because of the other parts of your perfect day, or because yeah. you anticipate being on no, Molly because, when you murder someone? No, because of the other parts of my perfect day. Sorry, spoiler <laughs> alert. Obviously,
1: hard drugs were involved in my perfect day. <laughs>
0: spoiler alert. Um, That's all you're getting. Head on over to Patreon to hear the rest of our perfect day. Boom, 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 boom. It's a perfect spoiler day. Spoiler alert. Drugs are involved. If you don't know that by now, what podcast That's have funny. you been listening to,
1: besties? But just the fun ones. And if you're the person who left me that crazy Instagram comment, (laughs) you fucking psychopath, you hollow shell of a human being... Oh my God, go try hard drugs. (laughs) It's
0: so obvious that the person who left that Instagram comment is the person who left us the bad review. It's all really clicking into focus. It's one
1: person. And a lot of people were like, it has to be a family member. And I'm like, it's no one on my mom's side of the family. Oh, you think
0: it's a family member? I
1: don't, to be honest. But everybody else was like, this is so personal. It has to be a family member. I was thinking it might have
0: been like, there's in a movie, it's one of your friends. In a movie, it's me.
1: I know. I don't think it's my family. I think it's like someone in our social world that like I was mean to one time
0: well I would love to absolutely it's not it's definitely not
1: someone any of us hang out with yeah but we have before well because
0: remember form spring yeah so I just remember in in the form spring days if you're not familiar listeners it was like a place that you could ask people anonymous questions which obviously in like eighth through 11th grade really lent itself well to just online anonymous internet bullying. (laughs) And my form spring was always like inundated with, um, really, really mean comments about things that I was like kind of specifically insecure about. Mm -hmm. And then my best friend would always like comment on the replies with some kind of like incisive comeback like you know i would reply to it and it would publish the the mean message along with my like reply like shutting it down and then my best friend would comment being like this person is an idiot because of this this and this and in retrospect she was fully the one sending those messages oh
1: my god and yeah. i felt
0: when we were um when i like quote tweeted That um comment. I was like, (laughs) is this like she doth protest too much? Like is this me act like does it does this make does this incriminate me to be like this going this hard on your internet bully to like distance myself from being the internet bully? But I just some of the shit they've said to you wouldn't even occur to me to say. I also would never do that to one of my friends. No, same.
1: I just I don't I definitely it's definitely just like known in my mom's family, everyone like does drugs and they all know I party and like they think my life is like Fucked up but cool. Um <laughs> like they know I'm an OnlyFans. so I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um so yeah, just it has to be someone that I was like a bitch to when I was out once. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm like famously a cunt a lot when I'm like out and I feel like you're being annoying. Yeah, I it's a little bit more personal than someone who That's what I'm saying. I'm like, was I if you're listening right now, if I was like mean to you and I was on Coke. I'm sorry <laughs> it, like it had to have been like it literally I can only imagine that like I was coked out and like really dismissive of someone it could also be like an old ex-friend
0: it's okay, like a well, little bit old too ex- personal if it's an old a rando I think
1: yeah I mean if it's an, the only old ex-friend I could met, ima- it's not <laughs> is it I swear <laughs> to fucking God, and we're keeping your goddamn name in here, I swear to God, if it's you, you already almost killed me in a car accident. You cannot also be harassing me online. If it's an old best friend, it's either or does it? Is that something that either of them would do? You
0: yes. Think? Okay. Well, I
1: mean, I don't know that Liz probably wouldn't do that, but is an Aries with a Scorpio moon. So like has with my po- birthday, right? Yeah. Has the potential would do it would have more would de- like would it would it would make more sense that it were <laughs> will do shit like if they're mad at you and you like have unfollowed them they'll continue following you and like liking your post to like get under your skin <laughs> will do shit like block you and then like go download an app where they can look at your instagram stories without you being able to see that they're looking at your instagram stories
0: <sighs> my god so, it could yeah, be... Yeah, I'm sorry. It sounds to me like it's a petty ex-friend. Yeah. I but
1: don't... Like, you
0: know, I don't know. The whole, like, get some adult goals. And, like, all of it is just... A, it's, like, it's too much effort to keep making all these random accounts to do that to someone who was, like, shitty to you out one night.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's not... I don't... Yeah. The wording doesn't sound like it's something... <laughs> I would ...say, but me and were friends and did a fuck ton of coke together and like had a very unhealthy friendship and then she got pregnant and is now like a mom mm, and it's like it out. Like a, like, used to be like a Fitzbo Instagram famous and then was like w- transitioned into being like I'm Instagram famous and like bipolar and like here's my like journey about it and is now like a mommy blogger
0: okay well we figured it out <laughs> Also my birthday?
1: No, she's a cancer. Okay. I. This is why I don't like cancers. Not that all cancers are like this, but I've had br- brutal experiences with cancer women specifically as friends. Yeah. They do this crazy shit to me. Well,
0: I think it's time we get on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Come on. on the pod. Pod. Uh, it's time to talk about why you've been internet bullying Nika. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we um, don't know. I'm. We're speculating. We're
1: speculating and I am going to find out tonight. Okay. I'm going to try to figure out how I can track that Instagram account to somebody.
0: It only has one follower.
1: I know. Which is
0: some, I think, just random
1: account. Yeah. but There has to be like an IP. uh, There has to be some way.
0: I know someone who works for Instagram. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I have to find out.
0: Yeah, let's talk to the person who works for Instagram. Okay, cool. Um,
1: <laughs> we will bleep these names out. We'll just out. bleep the names out. Yeah, yeah it's
0: fine. <laughs> is literally just hearing us say that. Like, oh, are, are we going to bleep the names out? Is that what we're going to do? Okay, Tear- cool. Tears rolling down <laughs> her face
1: every week when we ask her to beep stuff out. Bleep. We would give
0: her like 45 t- time stamps. And just, if you could just do a quick bleep, bleep, bleep here. And a little bleep, bleep, bleep here. Um, because we don't, we have not learned yet that we need to just stop fucking saying people.
1: But the bleeps are names. so funny. They are. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't find them funny, we do.
0: If you don't find them funny, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. We've sufficiently <laughs> talked vague shit. We've
1: <laughs> talked
0: specific shit, talked specific shit. Um, and we've plugged the Patreon. Is it time to For get into some segments? segments. Yes. Okay, mistake. mistakes. Mistakes. mistakes.
1: mistakes. Hot Hot Who should go first? On first. Okay. Step. Okay, Please. so my mistake of the week um is that it's like less of like a I did something wrong and more of a I don't like my behavior. I have been in a place in the last like two or three weeks where I've been feeling healthy, selfish where I've been like, huh, like time to kind of like be your own best friend again, girly. And so I've been putting up really strict boundaries with like how I want to spend my time, who I want to spend my time with, like how I want, like the energy I want around me. And like, that's super cool and great and empowering. But in doing so, because there's been a lot of, like, friction and tension amongst our friends and, like, there's been a lot of intense experiences we've been having, we've been traveling a lot back to back, it's caused me to not really feel like showing up for some of my friends in a way that, like, I normally would. Like, I very much find myself to be a friend who, if, like something's wrong I'll hang back from the crew and like sit with you and process with you Mm -hmm. so that you're feeling good I want to like check in on you and specifically in p-town and when we got back from p-town I was like I'm not doing this I do not care (laughs) if you're having a weird night go figure that out with someone else like I'm not your girl I'm going out you want to go do that? I don't want to do that. You want to go to the Yeah, r- Nika
0: was a really bad friend to me in Pete town <laughs> <Yeah>. everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Imagine you're talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and no, everyone, don't worry. I was having a damn good time in Pete town yeah. This was not me that Nika was leaving. No, it's
1: not. High I just, and dry. I wasn't really like... <laughs> I wasn't uh, showing up with the, as much grace as I historically have And, like, that's something I really value about myself is that I really give people a lot of grace to, like, be messy, be annoying, et cetera. But the last week I just, like, was not having it Mm -hmm. and was, like, I'm, like, on vacation Mm -hmm. and I don't. But in doing so, I definitely, like, you know, no one has said this to me, but I, like, know my friends well enough to, like, know when I've hurt their feelings. I definitely made, like, some people feel like I was giving them the cold shoulder. Um, And that's not nice. I don't want my friends to ever feel like I don't care about them or that I'm like trying to like not spend time with them. Um but that is what happened. So that was my mistake. My keepsake was definitely um our night at Fagbash, which is not in the Patreon so I can talk about it. <laughs> um uh oh, Fagbash was so fun. Was going to Fagbash, um finding the only two straight guys there and by straight guys I mean 23-year-old boys, 22 Absolutely honing in on them like a shark making out with one of them and being like my work here is done. And then going outside (laughs) talking about it as like 20 of us are huddling from this torrential storm. The Ida remnants. The Ida remnants in P-Town. So we're like all huddling under a storefront. And I start talking about how I'd made out with these straight boys and was like oh like when am I going to make out with like a faggot though. And this gorgeous 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 gay guy that we had met that week so hot. like australian muscle queen like tan long brown hair gorgeous gorgeous i
0: can't even begin whitest to describe teeth in the world yeah whitest straightest teeth.
1: teeth comes up to me and is like dimples
0: when he smiled
1: <sighs> comes up to me and it's like i'll make out with you and i was like oh okay and we like passionately make out mm-hmm. for like at least three to four minutes and then they like walk away and then this other hottie <laughs> Johnny comes up and is like that was really hot can I have a turn and I'm like oh my fucking God. And so we start making out passionately for like another three to four minutes um, and that was my night. So that was my keepsake felt so desired. It was so hot. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and my hot take, I have of, to say, I bore witness
0: to all of it. Anya and did. Anya it was
1: like right here. I was literally
0: like four inches away during the first makeout. And by the time this, well, not the first, the first was on the dance floor with the straight yeah, boy, yeah, yeah. but the first makeout outside and yeah. the torrential dam- downpour, I was like right there. And I was like, yes, oh, my God, so hot. And then (laughs) when the second one started, I was like, I love this for my bestie. I need to move. It literally was
1: back to back. Back
0: to back, literally like 30 seconds apart. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Love this for her. But I need to start figuring out how to get all of us home. So I'm going to because I'm like... I was a little bit, you know, when you're not lip locked, um, you're a little bit more tuned into the t- tornado. That's yeah. happening. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm the only one who hasn't been drinking or doing drugs. And I'm the only one with a fucking car. And I need to go walk 20 minutes back to our Airbnb to go get this car for everyone. Um, so I was like, I need to let Nika just kind of have this moment <laughs> while I go ponder, um, the walk I have ahead of me.
1: Thanks, Bestie. Yeah,
0: no, I was so happy for you, and then I did go. I turned down a threesome, which I did eventually have a yes. later night, um, so that I could make sure you all got home. Oh,
1: thank you. Which is
0: kind of like I'm sorry to brag, but that is a big sacrifice. That
1: is a big sacrifice, and I need I to put it, it on that. air. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge sacrifice. I would have been like, you guys some, call an Uber.
0: But there were no Ubers. I no, know, I know. Once once it was clear there were no Ubers, is when I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> But I also wasn't, like, fully in the mood for a threesome that night anyway, so it was fine. And if you want to hear about the threesome, head on over to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue.
1: Um. So that was it. What is my hot take? Um. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> I guess my hot take, it's, like, very specific to me and my emotions right now. I guess my hot take is that, like, if you have a best friend who, like, maybe expressed that, like... A sexual experience they had was and you know who they had it with was like weird and triggering don't then spend like the next time that you're hanging out with them absolutely talking about your sex life with this person all day
0: with the person that the sexual experience was with yes yeah.
1: to your best friend who said that that person triggered them sexually I feel like that's not that hot of a take,
0: <laughs> but it
1: does seem to happen a lot in the queer community. No, oh, no, totally. All the time in a way that I'm often the recipient of, just not with my close friends where I'm like, huh, so nothing you heard when you, in quotes, held space for me. He didn't hear any of that. He, he didn't hold any of that space.
0: And none of that space was
1: hell. I don't know. That who, space slipped right through your fingers. Yeah. I don't know who was. that was like a mannequin that you like put up and then you <laughs> walked away to go have sex with
0: the person that the person that triggered that I, me that
1: triggered me. Um, Just like don't do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, this might be specific to your experience in the way that you maybe worded it, but the heart of what you just said is not specific at all. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's very much a thing in... Just, like,
1: stop thinking with your fucking sex parts. Yeah. You know? Like, be a friend. I know that, like, we're all queer and cool and radical and we all want to fuck. But, like, when you act like that, you're truly just acting like every straight per- every straight person that you try to, like, disavow. That you
0: think you're, like, on higher ground And, then. like,
1: more evolved than... Yeah. So just, like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> you're literally being a shitty, like, straight guy. Yeah, it is going to have to happen. And we're both going to have to be together because I just every time I try to have a conversation with anyone about something this intense, I'm just I am just not great at uh, staying on course.
0: Yeah. Nika, capable of murder, a little bit of a pushover when it comes to confrontation with her yeah. besties. Yeah.
1: Very much like, oh, oh my God. Oh, no, <laughs> I I didn't see it that way. But I and I still
0: don't. But. I'm always like, I'm actually not done talking. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, yeah. I'm I'm the opposite. Yeah, and no, then, you can and then at me. the end I'm like, thank you for apologizing. And yeah. I never
1: say it's okay. Yeah, no. They like <laughs> won't apologize and I'm like, no, but like in their actions they did. Like <laughs> their energy was apologetic.
0: Uh, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> The number of our friends who listen to this that are like probably stressed out. Hey everyone, there is no <laughs> trouble in paradise. It's okay. Mommy, mommy and mommy
1: are just We're talking. having we're having normal listen, it can't always be rainbows and butterflies. It's <laughs> compromise that moves us along. The- <laughs> tap on my window knock on my door we have to talk
0: okay my mistake this week was today when I fucking yes oh my god it's I already made the money back on OnlyFans it's fine yeah I like immediately sent Uh out a video I was like (laughs) I need this money back right now but sucks because that could just be extra money I have rather than pulling myself out of a stupid hole yeah but um stupid hole is also the name of my OnlyFans page Mm -hmm. um I, my ADHD, this was actually kind of a breaking point for me where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just keep talking about getting medicated. I need to get fucking medicated because this was, um, something that I feel like I've been working on and getting a lot better at over the last couple of years. And then today it happened again in this way that felt like, oh my God, how does, how did I let this fucking happen? But I forgot about an appointment the canceling cancellation policy slash no show policy of which being that you have to pay for the appointment in its entirety. Mm. And it was a hair appointment, which is hundreds of dollars. Yeah. (laughs) Um, she was really nice and decided to only charge me for half and rescheduled me for the next available slot, which is, um, on Thursday. So when by the time this episode, by the time you're listening to this episode, I'm getting my hair done and I will just see it as the hairstylist I go to is honestly very reasonably priced. So paying for like a session and a half essentially, which is what I will have done by the end of all of this Mm -hmm. is as if I'm like paying other salons prices. Yeah. So it's fine. It was just like today I just like spent $150 on nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I put the appointment in the wrong day of my calendar. And even though I got a reminder for it in my email yesterday, I like was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in my calendar. And then today she messaged me being like, hey, um, I just want to make sure you're okay. It's, you're like a half hour late. And I was like, bye. But she's a true gem, and she's been doing my hair for like a year now. And um, was she was like, I'm. I don't feel comfortable charging you the full cancellation Aww. price because I really like like you, and I know that this wasn't on purpose and whatever. That's so sweet. I know, uh, but I just feel like a dumb idiot, and I just like need to be medicated. Yeah. Um, because that used to be what my whole life was was just me like fucking constantly an hour late to everything and or like forgetting about appointments that were really important or I don't know, getting almost fired from every job I ever had because of like that kind of scatterbrained bullshit where I like would put my schedule wrong in my phone for like just like I have been working so hard to be a person that is like five minutes early at least for everything and like has a really organized calendar and like I triple check when things are because I know my like predisposition for this kind of shit and um, I give the friends in my life a little bit of a hard time that exhibit this kind of behavior because I like see myself as like past it and above Mm -hmm. it and I'm like I got tough love from friends of mine so I give tough love to some of my friends who are a little bit more scatterbrained and like late to everything or like don't show up to things and I kind of had a leg to stand on for a while because I wasn't being that messy bitch. But today I just felt like, ugh, I'm a, I'm still that messy bitch on the yeah. inside. Um, And I know it could happen to anyone. I know it's just it's not just people with ADHD that this shit happens to. But like it used to be my whole life. And I like managed I was just one of those people that I thought that if I like managed my life in a certain way, I would be able to be functional without medication and today it kind of like put everything into hyper focus that I've been like fake functional mm-hmm. and that like I've slipping up is like still very within my like grasp mm-hmm. and um, and a lot of my functioning has been at the expense of other types of being functional yeah. and I would love to just be like functional. And I would, I'll still use all the shit, all the tools that I've learned without medication. I'll use in conjunction with medication, but I just do think I should be medicated. And everyone I know that's uh, has ADHD and is medicated said it changed their life. And I've just been like kind of living in this fantasy world where I'm like, I don't need it. Yeah. But I do.
1: Yeah, so. I, was, I Yeah. I, <laughs> I relate to like being unmedicated for a very long time and then getting medicated and it being like a uh, Amazing decision. Yeah. Though I'm currently not medicated and also cool with that. But I do think being medicated is important. Yeah. Yeah. And I've
0: never tried it. Yeah. So like maybe it's not right for me, but I need to like... Yeah. Just figure out figure that out. Yeah.
1: Trying it is the important right. part of it. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. yeah. And I,
0: I don't... I'm not under any like... Ooh, I'm not under any illusions that like it will um, fix things in and of itself, but I have been already like working on all these other things without medication. Uh So I'm like, I see it as that with both things, maybe I'll have my shit just a little bit more together. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. Even for researching the mistake that I'm going to tell us about today, I just found myself like really like having the hardest time just reading a whole article about the thing without like, clicking over to a new article and just starting that one and like losing my place in the previous article. And just like this, it just was like, all of a sudden, all of my symptoms became hyper clear to me today after this, like one thing that I was like, Oh my fucking God, how did I let that happen? Oh, just, you know, $150 is a lot of money to spend on a mistake. It's not the most money one can spend on a mistake. I'm familiar. I've spent more, Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: but it still sucks. Cause I'm like a little tight on money right now and it just sucks. Yeah. So that was my mistake. Um, my keepsake, definitely the like sexual experiences that I had in P-Town this past week.
1: That you can hear about on the Patreon. That you can
0: hear about on the Patreon. I have sort of felt, well, like, listen, I've been getting laid all summer long. It's fine. But um, I've been kind of passive in my getting laid. I've been kind of letting people come to me and not as like, I don't know. When I've liked someone, I've sort of like played these little games games, which can be fun to play where, you know, you like kind of test the waters to see if they like you back and like let them make the first move by like, you know, by being, it's not that I'm like not a participant at all, but I've been like putting that on other people Mm -hmm. to like try to, um, engage with me sexually or romantically, and I've been a little bit forward here and there. Like our night at the queue a few weeks ago or months ago or whenever that was. Uh-huh. Um, I was like the the aggressor a little bit and like just like was um, making my intentions known. But P-Town just really something like a spell came over me and I just was like way more like, uh, I don't know, a little bit just more in control and a little bit more. Um, interested in, like, being the person who, like, says what I want and, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> doesn't just wait for people to come and get it. When you're ready, come and get it. Um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And, yeah, anyway, it's just, it made me feel hot and empowered and reminded me that I have that in me. Yeah. And I hope to take that with me into my life in new york right now um and beyond because i've been a little bit of like a little whiny bitch about how i want people to like like me in that way romantically and sexually and not doing much about it
1: Yeah, I've been, I hear that. I feel like we're on a similar, (laughs) similar little journey of not being such passive little bitches. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Fuck hot girl summer.
0: No, hot girl fall.
1: Yeah, hot girl fall. I very much feel
0: that, to be honest. I do too. I
1: mean, like, we're both kind of like, you know, not like, we're not like booed up, booed up, but we're like a little bit booed up heading into fall. Yeah. We're both like getting back into our, like, queer ho selves. Yeah.
0: You know, my hot take... Um, my hot take is that confrontation may be scary, but the game of telephone is scarier. True. And I just, I found myself playing the game of telephone with our friends a little bit today. Yeah. Both the recipient and the caller. (laughs) And I didn't like it. And I realized, like, I don't know, I don't need to be um, mitigating anything for people. I I felt both responsible for one of our friends like kind of not wrongdoing but like misstep Uh and like kind of wanted to guide that person into fixing it without like telling them explicitly that someone had like said that they did something wrong. I was like maybe if I just suggest to them that they do this that'll just fix it and make it go away. And I also felt responsible for the friend who had kind of complained about that friend and like their feelings and I just realized, like, you know what? Fuck it. If that if it bothered them so much, they should have, like, just told that person directly. Mm-hmm. And it's none of my fucking business. Yeah. Um. And then I just found myself in this weird position where I didn't want to, like, relay anything specific to them and be like, so-and-so said this. But I didn't want to, like, just be giving them, like, this weird, vague advice without context. Yeah. And it was just stupid. And it made me frustrated frustrated with both friends, ultimately. Like, I didn't like how... And it frustrated with myself. I'm somewhat, I'm a processor for sure. I'm a venter. Like, it's one thing to process and vent, it's another thing for like 100% of your grievances about other people to only be heard by other people. Mm -hmm. And I just don't fuck with that energy at all. No, I don't either. And so that's my hot take. Fuck up of the week. Fuck up of the week. What happened this week? I mean, I mean, definitely,
1: like, definitely unemployment benefits literally ending on Labor Day. <laughs> oh, um, my God.
0: I did not make that connection. Yeah. That's fine. I literally, up. like, well,
1: I knew they were ending, but I thought that, like, the fourth would be the last day that you could, like, like you'd get them. Claim the next, them. Claim them. And I, like, claimed them and then got an email being like, please check a message from the New York, like, department. That's going to be. Oh, sorry. Up. Of labor. Um... Yeah, but I mean, luckily right now, the New York State Senate is trying to, like, the progressive wing of it is trying to have New York State extend um, the state benefits at least. Um, So we'll see. But, like, every statement that the federal government has made, it's, like, very clear that they are not going to try to extend the benefits. Like, they don't give a fuck. They, like, think the economy is like back up and running and i'm like that's so so cute go try to like get a service job right now in literally any major city it's like nothing happened yeah like literally every post i go look at i'm like no i'm not going and working there it's still the same shit pay like the same like crazy annoying aggressive wording for like applying to the job i'm just like i'm sorry did we not just suffer like a huge amount of deaths within the service industry? And we're like not learning from that. No, while we're, not we're still actively in a pandemic and people are still dying. Yeah.
0: It's also like rich happening, like right on the heels of a hurricane that like devastated the East coast mm-hmm. and, uh, really showed how little our infrastructure in all of these cities is like ready to deal with like, the impending climate crisis or the the current climate crisis, but the impending even worse climate crisis. And um, while the West Coast is devastated once again by like historic wildfires. And I mean, and, 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 there's like so many things that are like going wrong for people on top of this pandemic that we are still in a horrible like influx within with the new variants and with people not getting vaccinated and with all of it. And it's just like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to like phase out all of the, the help that we uh, were getting from just the first half of all of this.
1: Yeah. It's really disgusting. And it's just, it like truly makes me so angry. Cause it's like, obviously to like, You know, the, like, average person, like, the answer is, like, just go back out and get a job. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm lucky that I, like, have, like, a few different streams of income that I'm, like, working on right now. And that, like, you know, I'm broke right now, but I, like, know that I have, like, rent. Yes. And, you know, I'm, like, it's annoying that I'm, like, paycheck to paycheck again. Hate that. Um Totally miss coasting by on unemployment. I'll say it. (laughs) Um, That was sick. I was rich for a year. It's so funny that I literally like was, I survived on like $15,000, maybe 16 last year into me. I felt so rich. Uh I'm like, wow, that's literally below the poverty line. (laughs) But as like a single person with roommates, I was like, oh my God, I'm the most financially stable I've ever been in my life. And then some. Yep. Um, so to me that was actually pretty radical where I was like oh I actually don't really need to make a lot you know yeah. in quotes a lot of money to live the life I want yeah that's sick I yeah. just like can't have a family and I'm fine with that <laughs> Um, but it's like no I'm not just gonna go back to work right now like shit is fucking bleak and uncertain yeah like the city might shut down again like we don't know with the yeah. Delta variant like who knows what's gonna happen yeah it's cr- And, like, do I really want to, like, go, like, be serving people right now? No. I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah. Like, I just don't. <laughs> In this city, with everything happening right now... Customers are even fucking worse, yeah, than they were before. We're not because we're amazing.
0: Because we're amazing, and we tip you like fifty percent during these trying
1: times. Because we so. get it. Because we get it. But I mean, people are like still tipping like ten and fifteen percent. I'm gonna go like risk my health for that. No, thank you. I'd rather go risk my health by going to Atlanta Pride
0: uh. <laughs> on the government's dime. I'm, uh, and, uh...
1: <laughs>
0: no, I mean, I, I, it is annoying that like the narrative is that people are like freeloaders when they want the government to like keep supporting everyone like I have I stopped claiming unemployment in June of last year like I only claimed it for a couple of months because I started I was making too much on OnlyFans and with like my writing jobs that I had and I didn't feel right although I'm sure I could have gotten away with it I just didn't I was like I don't really feel like getting audited and then having to owe all this back so no thanks but I like in the short time I was claiming unemployment and in watching all my friends claim unemployment this whole time. I'm like, no, this is like how it should just be Be. like, it's not that people are lazy. We're we've all been doing shit this whole time. We're not just like sitting and collecting the money. Also, a lot of people want to still work, period. We just don't want to work as much necessarily and like whatever the fucking robots are taking our jobs anyway let yeah. them have them seriously and let's all collect i mean let's fucking upend the system as we know it i don't even think we should really necessarily be like collecting checks from the government like money at that point like people are like then money's meaningless i'm like i know right <laughs> isn't money money meaningless <laughs> um i'm not this podcast is not here to suggest a whole new form of societal structure all i'm saying is it's not that unreasonable within the system that we already have to be just paying people a monthly amount of money it would make everyone's lives better and it is fully in the government budget yeah let's take all of that all the money we've been funneling into the military for what's that no fucking reason now that we can see where we've left Afghanistan after the 20 years of our money going there, like literally no fucking reason. Let's just take those, that money and invest it into the people that are paying that money. (laughs) Um, anyway, that's my soapbox. I'm sure I could say it more eloquently if I was, writing a paper about it but y'all get it if you're listening to this podcast and you you're disagree not. that's fucking that that's weird that's, that's weirdo wacky. behavior fucking
1: <laughs> human being and why are you listening to best mistakes uh, why you... are you
0: listening to best mistakes if you're not a communist and, Ew, ew. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: um,
0: yeah fuck up of the week Is just like the government leaving us high and dry as per usual on
1: Labor Day or low
0: and wet, honestly, not just high and dry, but also literally our city flooded because the government has refused to update the infrastructure for just better um, drainage. They like they said that the reason Bushwick flooded and the parts that are like on higher ground the polluted drainage system literally the drainage
1: system and that's it. Yeah, well because that's I I read that and I was like, that makes way more sense. Yeah, because climate change is why the fuck is
0: Bushwick flooding?
1: Yeah, it literally was just fucking trash in the sewage system.
0: Yeah. Which has a lot of solutions. Like that is not a like, how are we possibly gonna fix it? Yeah, we have
1: to leave right now. Yeah.
0: Like a lot of solutions and if the city bothered to put any money into neighborhoods that were not like the upper east side. Um I know, even park
1: slope flooded. They must have been pissed.
0: I know, they're like, but we have strollers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brad Lander must have been shaking in his boots. Uh...
0: Yeah. As a person with a garden apartment, I would love for us to figure this out because I don't want to have to move upstairs.
1: Yeah, I mean, being on the third floor, I wasn't here, but I imagine it felt a lot like Owl in Winnie the Pooh and The Blustery Day (laughs) when he's like watching it happen in his rocking chair. And it's like, huh, I'm going to go back to sleep.
0: That's definitely how it felt in my third floor apartment that I lived in right before this. But listen, I like having a yard. Uh, I don't want to not have a yard just because Bushwick floods because there's trash in the drains. I know. That's no good reason to have to find a new apartment, but... Anyway, all the little
1: rats that drowned.
0: <laughs> well, apparently there weren't a ton of rats that drowned because rats can swim for up to three days. I
1: know. There was a really cute video of, of a rat the just
0: rats just swimming. swimming the I know. <laughs> if you
1: think rats are disgusting after watching that video, go get your head
0: checked. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. Psycho. Wasn't that like a Lisa's tweet?
1: Oh, I was just going to credit. We okay, have, great. Uh, the actual, I would like Elisa to come back in so she can read the actual tweet.
0: <clears throat> I can try to find it. Okay. Elisa, our podcast producer, um, and just happens to be Nika's sister. <laughs> she would produce this podcast either way. Um, her yeah, I imagine if she didn't
1: know either of us and she, she was just still <laughs> let's do this.
0: Um, her tweet was: "If you watch that video of the rat having a joyous swim, having the time of its little life, and still think it's a vile creature, well, honey, not even God can help you." <laughs> and it's true. It's a cute video. Okay, what's her at? Um, At Elisa underscore etc. but just ETC. Go follow her. Go follow her. Guys, can you please follow her? My God. Freaks. (laughs) I'm done asking. (laughs) I'm not done asking. I'm going to ask more, actually. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's do a listener Uh, mistake. mistake. Listener mistakes. All right, this mistake is from Remy. Hi besties, feel free to use as little or as much of this email as you like um i'm remy she her i'm re- writing you from australia
1: oh my god oh uh, my god
0: Arnar. Oh no. <laughs> just like that she shuts it off <laughs> She's like i don't want to hear another fucking second of this <laughs> i don't want to hear another fucking second i can't do it anymore anyway, i can't do it because now um, i know an australian is listening i'm
1: absolutely gonna go, go watch jamae private school girl after we're done yes recording.
0: Okay, I've been an avid listener since episode one. I was scrolling Twitter sometime last year and someone I followed had liked one of Nika's tweets. I checked oh. out her profile and thought she was, a, was hilarious and hot. Oh. As a fellow sexy and sm- smart Aquarian sun and oh. water moon and rising, both cancer, I know, gross. <laughs> I immensely relate to Nika. Oh my god, hi Remy, I'm going
1: to follow you tonight.
0: <laughs> anyway, I was showering this morning and this memory popped up in my head and I thought maybe I should write this to the besties. It was the summer of 2017. Me, the girls, the gays, and the bays were getting ready to go out for a night of dancing and kissing. Ugh, we love that. <laughs> a few months earlier, I had been giftin, gifted a pre. A, oh my god! A few months earlier, I had been gifted a pressed pill of MDMA, MDMA. I wasn't sure what I was saving it for, but for some reason, I felt compelled to take it that night. It was a green apple. And a half hour into us being at the club, I popped it in my mouth. At this stage in my life I was doing MDMA very often and knew what to expect. But when my come up started something didn't feel right. I could feel my heart pounding. Just standing up made me out of breath and I was profusely sweating but my skin was cold to to the touch. As the come up eased I felt absolutely no euphoria. I was paranoid and scared. After mm. a couple hours of misery I decided it was time to go home. So I started walking alone. I walked about 15 minutes and found a bench on the main road. I sat on it for maybe 45 minutes. It felt as though I was glued down. I kept thinking, you need to get up, Remy. You need to just move your arms and legs and get up. A few people walked by me while I blankly stared at the road. In retrospect, why the fuck didn't they ask if I was okay? Yeah. Eventually, I managed to get up and called my partner at the time, who is now my ex, also a Sagittarius man. Oh, my God. They're crazy. For context
1: um subscribe to the patreon (laughs) yeah remy
0: subscribe to the patreon we have so much to tell you (laughs) (laughs) i tell him i need help that i am not okay and i ask if he can pick me up something i asked very rarely for or very rarely in our four years together
1: um
0: he tells me he's busy and hangs up
1: (gasps) that's such a fucking sagittarius oh my god
0: that's fucking crazy can you imagine four years with someone they call you if saying that they're not okay and they need help and you're like i'm busy
1: oh my god
0: suddenly i'm filled with paranoid energy i started running home i'm a big bitch who is not made to run after about 20 minutes of running i make it to my street but my house is still another 15 minute run away suddenly it felt as though i was being followed i kept seeing the same car drive past me not sure if any cars actually drove past but looking back i'm pretty confident i was hallucinating I felt like I was in a horror movie. I was crawling on the ground, hiding behind cars and sprinting between houses while crying. I cannot imagine how fucked I would have looked from a third person view. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. I'm
0: sorry, Remy. Where were your besties?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like, they. yeah. Where were they? Where
0: were like you wouldn't even have to be my bestie. And if you were having that like feeling that you were having just back at the club, I would have like walked you home. Yeah. Like what? Um, I finally made it to my house earlier in the night. I had asked my bestie and housemate to please leave the door unlocked because I had forgotten my keys. I go to open the door and it's locked. No. So I ended up breaking in through a window. I felt beyond sketchy. I get to my bed and fall onto it with my legs hanging off and my feet planted on the ground. I don't move or close my eyes for about three hours. Whoa. Then the sun came up and my bestie woke up around eight. 8 a.m. as soon as i heard him i managed to force myself up and go into the kitchen and say i had an awful night hands down my worst drug experience which i know is a privilege because i did not overdose or suffer psychosis or any type of aftermath other than the shit come down my mistake not looking up the specific pressed pill before taking it not testing my drugs and not asking anyone other than my cunt ex for help mm. I'm sorry this is so long. I'm an Aquarian woman that refuses to be misunderstood. (laughs) Every detail matters. But thank you for listening and creating a space for us all to own our mistakes. Love y'all.
1: You're welcome, girly.
0: P.S. Nika, I am in my mid-20s and I'm halfway through my first year of my social work degree. I absolutely love it and I am so happy I have chosen this profession. We are powerful Aquarians who are here to inspire, understand, and love deeply. If you do decide to pursue social
1: work, hell Yeah. Thank you thank you Remy.
0: yeah thank you Remy. i'm so sorry about your horrible drug experience i wish that you also included how you reamed your ex for not helping you the night yeah. before because you better have
1: seriously oh my god Ew. i mean okay one of the mistakes is not a mistake you can't test a pressed pill yeah so that but that's why i don't do pressed pill drugs anymore i've done pressed pill ecstasy before and I've done pressed pill Molly like twice and both times I've done pressed pill Molly I have thrown up on the come up and have not felt anything that Remy felt like to that degree but have not really felt as much euphoria and more paranoia. Yeah. So I just don't really fuck with pressed pill drugs. Um, Y'all.
0: Yeah. I mean I wonder how you would even look it up Like, hold on. I'm looking up if this is even something that. um, Ecstasy green apples drug warning after uh, Gwynedd dead. Okay. I just found an article from 2013. Police have warned drug users after a form of ecstasy known as green apples left one North Wales teenager dead and another seriously ill. Oh, my God. So I guess that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Interesting. Well, <laughs> good to know. I've never done a pressed pill drug. Yeah,
1: that's the the only two times I've done. I've only done ecstasy twice. Both times they've been pressed pills.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I only do Molly.
1: Yeah, I don't that. really like ecstasy, to be honest. Yeah. And Molly's way better.
0: I've heard I've heard that so I haven't even
1: fucked with it ecstasy is like way more like you just want to like fuck (laughs) which is like hot but like I can just like get that energy by like doing other drugs that aren't ecstasy or Molly or like getting drunk yeah but like yeah when I did ecstasy I was like I don't want to talk to anyone I just want you are a hot piece of me I want to rip your shirt off and then I want to fuck you Totally. And then I, like, want to dance a lot, but, like, by myself. That's the part about ecstasy that I like better than Molly is that very rarely do I want to dance on Molly but for, you like, do a long time. On but ecstasy. on ecstasy, yeah. Ecstasy is, like, a very, like, unz, unz, unz Yeah, drug. totally.
0: Oh, Remy, I'm so sorry you had that, like, Prolonged experience of like just like sitting on a bench yeah. and trying to go home and feeling like you were being followed. Yeah. I like can't even imagine what that was like without anyone helping you.
1: Yeah oh that's so sad but I'm glad that you made it through it yeah and you broke into your apartment successfully that's great yeah also not sketchy I mean I have done that so many times in apartments that have been on the first floor (laughs) that were mine obviously (laughs) but broken into the window yeah through the window sometimes you gotta yeah sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta be by Desiree um yeah thank you for writing in that was truly one of the best mistakes we've read
0: One of the best mistakes. Mistakes. Want to take us on a deep dive?
1: Deep dive. Deep dive. dive. Yeah, my deep dive is not long, but I think that is probably great for today. Um, So... Just, you know, we, because like polyamory and open relationships have been on my mind a lot lately, both like abstractly, theoretically, and then like practically, I'm practically <laughs> um, I um, am talking to you today about um, cheating on my first boyfriend um, and <laughs> trying to get away with it through the guise of an open relationship. So I started dating Tony in 2016 when I moved back to Providence. I had just transitioned. He was my first boyfriend ever. I'd only ever had lovers until that point. He was like a straight boy who was actually like a little bit bisexual but didn't tell me because he thought that it would like make me not want to date him because he had this idea that I like wanted to be like a trans girl who like... You know, a straight trans girl who like was with like a straight guy, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, that was hot to me." But if you were queer, I'm also queer. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, fucking freak. Um, <laughs> and maybe if you had like listened to anything I ever said and didn't treat me like I was fucking Zoe Deschanel in Five Hundred Days of Summer,
0: just projecting on. Literally me.
1: met me at a poetry open mic that he did not read, at, but I did. Ugh. Um, anyway so like pretty you know our relationship lasted four months about two months into the relationship I realized that I was in a relationship where I was being fetishized by this person he wasn't introducing me to his friends he wasn't introducing me to his family and it was it always came down to like how are they going to react to me when they find out I'm dating like a trans girl like I know that I'm straight but like they're going to think I'm gay and I was like very hurt by that. But because he was my first boyfriend and all of my friends who were like not good friends were basically like, come on, like what? Who else is out there? That was like the reception I was getting. I was like, OK, I'm going to like put my feelings on the back burner and coach him through it. So anyway, I eventually got tired of that. And one night I went on Tinder, like re-downloaded Tinder and went on it. And I wasn't planning on fucking anyone, but I matched with this like very hot lacrosse player from Providence College. And one thing led to another, and he ended up in my apartment, and then his, you know, he was inside of me. Um and I like, you know, as we were having sex, I remember being like, Ooh, what I'm doing is so wrong right now, and it's so hot. Like mm. It just, like, was very much a cliche of, like, I'm cheating on my boyfriend and, like, getting all of my power back. Fuck yeah. So the boy left, and in, like, the coming, the ensuing days, I was like, okay, I have to, like, I have to figure this out, because, like, I still want to, like, date Tony. I don't like him, but I also, like, don't want to be alone because I'm lonely. But, like what if we like opened up our relationship? So (laughs) we're like out one day and I'm like, Hey, like, have you ever like thought about maybe like wanting to be in an open relationship? And he was like, literally absolutely never. And like, you kind of know that because we already talked about that. Like, when we first started dating. <laughs> um, and like I kind of explicitly told you that that's like not my style. And I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool. So Ooh, just so you know, cool. this relationship is open why, now. Yeah, why don't we talk about it again soon? And he was like, no. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, did you cheat on me? And I was like, oh my God, no. And he was like, are you sure, Nika? And I was like, Tony, why would you ever say that? Like, I didn't cheat on you. And he was like, then why are you, like, suddenly pushing for an open relationship? And I, because at the time I was a master manipulator. Oh, my God. was like, turn it around, turn it around, turn it on him. And I was like, no, I didn't cheat on you, Tony. I just feel like you probably really miss pussy. And you're with a girl with a dick. And I just can't give that to you. So I just assume that, like, maybe you would want to, like, be fucking, like, cis girls and, like, I'm willing to, like, hold that space for you. Oh, my God. Um, and it worked. And he was, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, so sorry that, like, you feel that way. And like, no, I only want to be with you. Like, yeah, I'm pussy, but, like, I'm with you. And I was, like, okay, cool, whatever, bye. Um, anyway, a month later, I broke up with him via text while I was in New York at a party with Amanda Lapore. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, so, like, we're done. Um, and he was, like, cool, cool, like, why don't you, like, take the weekend to, like, take a break from me and think about it when you get back and then text me. And I was like, okay, not what I said, but like, <laughs> we'll do. And then I never texted him again. Um, so like, obviously the mistake was that I cheated on him and, you know, really disrespected the actual parameters of an open relationship um, and didn't.
0: Did you ever tell him that you cheated on him?
1: No, he definitely mm-hmm. knew he wasn't dumb. Um, No, but it's. Really funny, not like funny haha, ha, but just funny, like you really reap what you sow. Because then a year and a half later, Andre did the same shit to me. Not as like sneakily, but was like, we should be in an open, we should be poly, but then it was really just an open relationship and was like fucking other girls. Yeah. While I was the Tony. Um, you were like, oh, okay. yeah. I was, like, oh, so this is what it feels <laughs> like when you're in love with someone and they're not in love with you and you know it and they're uh, fucking other people but they're using you for emotional labor uh, i wasn't using him for emotional labor i was using him for his shitty car and a warm body to sleep next to <laughs> and listen is that what th- you're using me for yeah and out of that <laughs> he was probably using me for my gorgeous little studio apartment because he lived in a two-bedroom apartment with him and his three brothers and his mom whoa yeah so, yeah, we all were using each other. We were
0: all doing something. Yeah. Well, thank you for your vulnerability and your honesty. Yeah,
1: totally. Tony D'Alessandro, if you're listening to this. <laughs> sup? Probably is, to be honest.
0: Probably your internet bully.
1: No, he's too nice. He's like a really nice, like, Scorpio. Sagittarius <gasps> Scorpio cusp.
0: I'm sorry. He's he, your internet bully. He's not
1: mean. I'm, I <sighs> promise you. He, like literally when i broke up with him part of the reason i broke up with him is because he like had friends who voted for trump and like would call me hysterical when i'd say that trump was gonna win and i was like i can't like date someone who's just like politically and inept and like out of touch and after i broke up with him he made all of his facebook posts uh public and all of his posts for like three months for him at like the women's march in dc and him like posting about how like you need to like be the change you want to see in the world. Like just like very much like wanted me to like be Sounds like it. he
0: wants to cover up for his double life where he internet bullies his exes.
1: <laughs> it's not him. It's.
0: Alisa, <laughs> <laughs> uh, please bleep that out. Please uh, bleep that out. <laughs> um. Okay. So much like you taking advantage of his kind demeanor and the benefit of the doubt he was giving you for your, greater agenda um and selfishness Mm -hmm. so too did the united states government take advantage of the people of the um pacific islands while testing nuclear bombs in the 40s and 50s
1: best mistake Yes, circle on back to P Town convos. Yes. Uh, So
0: I was inspired by the fact that you shared with me a fact about um, atomic bomb testing sites, and I shared with you a fact about atomic bombs testing sites. And I decided to converge the two facts and just kind of talk about the testing of nuclear weapons that the United States conducted between 1945 and 1992. Yes. Um, United States, and I'm not going to talk about all of it because it's honestly so extensive the amount of horrible things that have gone wrong, both during and because of these nuclear testing um situations yeah. that have happened throughout the years that if I were to talk about all of the mistakes and all of the fallout, it would be like it would be like a four part mini series of on this podcast. Um, I might talk about more again in the future, but I'm going to talk about specifically um, the um, people of uh, the like Marshall Island area Mm -hmm. um, and specifically of Bikini Atoll, but some backstory, some, some context. So the United States conducted Um, 1032 nuclear tests between the years of 1945 and 1992. Um, the testing sites included the Nevada test site, um, the, uh, Alaska peninsula, Colorado, Mississippi, New Mexico, and of course, multiple sites in the Pacific ocean, um, at the end of World War II, the U.S. military began recruiting soldiers as subjects for nuclear weapon research. Mm-hmm. So literally human being test subjects to see what the like, effects of being near a nuclear bomb would be. Um, an estimated 400,000 troops are believed to have participated in over 1,000 atomic bomb tests. And the men exposed to radiation during this program became known as the atomic soldiers. So this is what you told me about. Yeah. Um, The atomic soldiers um, are just basically any of the soldiers that were present for these nuclear tests. Um, They're not like pretty much none of them are anyone that had anything to do with like organizing these tests or making these bombs or making these weapons, like all of those people knew better than to be anywhere fucking near what was happening. Mm -hmm. And they just sent, um, human Guinea pigs essentially, um, to both conduct these tests and conduct these tests near and in the places where other people lived and were not even recruited as Guinea pigs, but just ended up being Guinea pigs themselves. So um before I talk about the people of the Marshall Islands um which which happened before this but I'm going to go out of chronological order for like the for context purposes. So between 1951 and 1958, around 100 nuclear weapon tests were conducted in the atmosphere at the Nevada test site, located 100 kilometers, um, kilometers, um, Northwest of Las Vegas. Um, the Nevada testing site was larger than many small countries offering, um, about, 3,000 to 3,500 square kilometers of undisturbed land. Um, Operation Plumbob was a series of nuclear tests conducted between May 28th and October 7th in 1957 at the Nevada test site. Um, And the operation consisted of 29 explosions of which only two did not produce any nuclear nuclear yield. Um, approximately 18,000 members of US Air Force, Army, Navy, and Marines participated in exercises, um, during the Operation Bomb or Plumbob, and the military was interest- interested in knowing how the average foot soldier would stand up physically and psychologically to the rigors of the tactical nuclear battlefield. Mm-hmm. It's very fucked up. Um, so specifically July 5th, 1957, um a platoon with about 40 people were put into a trench a little under a mile away from ground zero, and the only protection they had was utility jackets, helmets, and a gas mask. Their instructions were to crouch down, put backs towards the shot, bow their heads and cover their eyes and count down from 60 seconds. Um, these are all people who were not present for any of these tests before, like nobody ever participated in more than one test because of how deeply traumatizing and fucked up they were. They would just bring in a new crop of soldiers essentially. Um, and most of these soldiers are now dead. So this is just the, um, this is somebody recounting their experience on this specific day. So the countdown from from 60 seconds, the bomb went off when nine seconds was left. So not all of them were actually fully prepared. Not all of them had like their oh, wow. helmets on and all that. Oh. Um, the description that, the, that this person gave in the interview um, was that the light was so blinding. It was that this bomb went off at 4 a.m. and the light from the bomb felt like it was the middle of the day and then even brighter than that. So it was like full daylight, but like if daylight completely blinded you Um, and they could see every bone, like an X-ray through their closed eyes. Um, They could see it was such an X-ray that they could see through their closed eyes and their arm up over their eyes. They could still see the bones of the person sitting in front of them. Like that is how bright the light was. Um, and they, they describe it as x-ray vision. Technically what they were seeing is like the light was like shining through their skin mm-hmm. so much. Um, so like, yeah, it's hard to, it, obviously none of us could ever even begin to understand or describe that the light is so bright that your eyes have no choice, but to see through the skin of your eyelids and like through your skin and bones into other people's skin and bones. Uh, when the blast hit, it knocked everyone down and shrapnel started hitting people in the face and it was nuclear shrapnel. So it was like these like hard, super hot, like pebbles were like searing holes in their faces and their necks. Oh my God. Um, and it was like an extreme heat they've never felt before. And when once they looked up at the cloud, the mushroom cloud, the infamous atomic bomb, like mushroom cloud that we all kind of think of when we've seen these images, um, they said that it was like one of the most spectacular and beautiful things they'd ever seen, even though it was like such a traumatizing thing that they were still in the middle of experiencing. They said it had like shades of lavender and purple, like rippling through that they had like never seen before with this big white crest at the top. And um, if you're like familiar with how nuclear bombs work and how high they reach um, up to 35,000 feet up in the air, this particular one did some reach even further. That white at the top is actually ice because of how high in the atmosphere oh, it's getting. Wow. Um, so it's like this weird fusion of like heat and coldness and like, yeah, I mean, it's and radiation and it's just like an incredible thing to behold in person and only a certain number of people will ever have um, because it's actually really fucking horrible and dangerous to witness in person. But no video of it can compare apparently. Um They said that people were screaming and running from the unbearable heat. There were people calling out for their mothers. There were people vomiting and defecating in their pants. Um, People, grown Marine officers were in tears saying things like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Um, The trucks and the tanks around them were turned over and smoldering from the blast. And some people had flesh dangling from them. Oh, my God. Um, so ionizing radiation, which refers to several types of particles and rays given off by radioactive materials is one of the few scientifically proven carcinogens in human beings. So we have a lot of things that we call carcinogens, but very few of them are scientifically like confirmed a carcinogen. This is one of the very few things that confirmed will cause cancer, um, the time that may elapse between radiation exposure, exposure and cancer development can be anything between 10 and 40 years. The ionized radiation caused tumors and cancers in pretty much 100% of the soldiers that were present for these tests. Some has, have had as many as 30 tumors taken out over the years in their lives. They all experienced some combination of hair loss, spine problems, weight fluctuations, addiction, PTSD, um, waking up in the middle of the night and seeing the bright light from the bomb or seeing the bomb itself. Um, And the government still to this day will not admit harm has been done and have given them no compensation. Um, All of them say that they were sworn to secrecy for, up to a $10,000 fine, which in like 1950s money is a lot of fucking money or up to 10 years in prison and could even be charged with treason, which is way more than that. Um, And they were instructed to not even speak to their wives or their friends and especially not each other. Speaking to each other about it is what would I think um, amount to the treason charge um more and they they estimate that more people were killed from being these like tested on soldiers um over the last 50 years of silence than in Hiroshima or Nagasaki combined um which is a speculation but like the numbers yeah possibly check out um so yeah there are very few of these um atomic men these atomic soldiers are still alive to this day Uh, most of them have died of various cancers um and or like ptsd and suicidal related reasons and addiction related reasons um and the ones who are still alive are finally speaking out but to no real avail
1: Let's get this made into a movie where Amy Adams plays every single soldier.
0: (laughs) And finally, get that woman an Oscar. Oscar. (laughs) Um, So the average yield for um, atomic tests was about 8.6 kilotons. The fallout from tests contained um, radionuclides and gases which were transported thousands of miles away from the Nevada testing site by winds. As a result, people living in the United States during these years were exposed to varying levels of radiation, the entire United States. Mm. Um, Little information was released during this time about human exposure to fallout, to the fallout. For example, um, in the no- November December nineteen ninety seven issue of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, um, uh, Pat Ortmeier and Arjun M- Makajani, or sorry M- Kajani, um, stated that the U.S. government failed to share the results of research conducted in 1950, indicating that milk would be contaminated by this nuclear fallout.
1: Okay, how do... Is there a way that we can um, edit this episode so that it's just you talking about this part so I can send it to my dad? (laughs) Um, It's just so fucking crazy to me that boomers don't know any of this shit and that's why they think they're from like the greatest country in the world yeah i mean that's while they were years after, poisoned yeah my dad was literally three years old in 1950 yeah
0: my dad was born eight years later and a year after specifically the the bomb i just described to everyone um so that's some firsthand accounts um and some information on how it affected both US soldiers and the US generally there's a there's way more to unpack with both of those subjects but that's like a brief just like what to expect from these bombs, what they looked like, what it felt like to be near one, what these American soldiers, if you know, taking care of American veterans means anything to you, what they've been going through. Um, not one of them has been compensated for the medical, um, like the medical bills that they've experienced as a result of these, because gonna be the it's ones. seen as, <laughs> it's seen as unrelated because it happens so much after their their time serving which is Literally,
1: what radiation does? But okay, step aside, our Britney conservatorship episode is this gonna put us <laughs> on the map finally? Are we gonna Are we gonna be like the next Aaron Brockovich? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh,
0: uh, oh my god! It is so fitting that I just watched Aaron Brockovich for the first time, and now I'm doing this. Oh my god! I'm like, okay, okay. We get ready. We're <laughs> getting these soldiers justice. Um. Well. Okay. Listen. As much as I want to get these soldiers justice. I'm gonna put the people of Bikini Atoll um, a, a little bit above them in terms of yeah, my. There's three of us. Great. Yeah. We'll e- we'll e- we'll each take on a different role here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll do the so, social media. <laughs> um. <laughs> so the bikini. <laughs> The Bikini Islands, known by indigenous people up until um, the like late eighteen hundreds, when the German people um, colonized the area and called it G- German New Guinea, and called specifically that um, atoll the Bikini Atoll. They were it was known as Bikini, um, meaning coconut place in their native language. Um, so. When we call it, they call themselves, they refer to themselves as Bikinians now, but I think it's important to note the colonizer history behind the name of this um, area. Uh-huh. Um, also, funnily enough, the nuclear testing sites happened. Right after World War Two, German lost control of these islands right after World War One because of the um, Treaty of Versailles, which is another thing I want to talk about at some point is the how that whole treaty is actually the reason for World War Two. But we'll get there when we get there. Fast forward. World War Two is said and done. The horrible devastations of um, atomic bombs on Japan have happened. And now America is entering the Cold War with Russia Um, and, you know, kind of just having a dick measuring contest with them about every kind of like scientific discovery we could possibly have. We were on a race to get the first person on the moon and we were on a race to like have control over the best nuclear weapons. Um, so the Bikini Islands are now, um, a completely inhabitable group of islands in the Pacific Marshall Islands, um, due to nuclear contamination because they were, um, used as a testing site for US, us atomic weapons, um, from 1946 to 1958. Um, the United States carried out 67 nuclear weapon tests in the Pacific ocean during that time. And like I said earlier, a total of, um, 1,032 nuclear tests overall so america came to the people of bikini on a sunday after church and urged them to help in the in god's plan to end all war and evacuate the islands to help america carry out god's plan by using these islands to test these bombs on the chief of the bikini people at the time agreed that we are all God's children and it was their duty to to help end all war and agreed to evacuate the islands. They were promised to get the islands right back right after we did what it is we were going to do. We, they, we never America never actually said to them we're going to be fucking bombing the shit out of these islands with nuclear bombs and leaving them with like radiation We just said, like, we just need them for a minute. Do you mind? And they were like, okay, because they were nice people who wanted the wars to end because they were very close to, like, in the Pacific Ocean, they were very close to everything that had been happening in Japan and um, various other, like, Pacific islands and stuff. And they didn't want war around them anymore. So they were like, okay, if America's promising to end all war, let's help them do that. Yeah. Um, And it's literally right after World War II and they were like extremely close to a lot of the fallout that happened in World War II. So the people of Bikini Atoll were moved from their homeland in 1946 to make way for the testing of these nuclear weapons by the United States government, um, beginning with the world's fourth atomic detonation. Um, And it's also important to note that in 1946 is also when the bikini bathing suit came out. Yes. Um, Louis Riard, a French automobile engineer and clothing designer introduced the modern two piece bikini in July of 1946, four days after the first test of the American nuclear weapon at the bikini atoll. The, um, name, was a reference to the atomic bombs in the Bikini Islands, which was all anyone was talking about at the time. It was reckoned that the bathing suit was would cause as much excitement as the atom bomb. <laughs> um, the bathing suit was so risque for the time, no model would agree to be photographed in it, so he hired a 19-year-old nude dancer, um, Micheline uh, Bernard- Bernardini. Um, so I, you know, just quick shout out to um, a sex worker who changed <laughs> the entire course of history by agreeing to be photographed in the bikini when no mm-hmm. model would. Um, and I do love wearing a bikini, but I don't think I want to call it a bikini anymore after knowing that it's named after these horrible, yeah, devastating um nuclear tests.
1: I changed my name from Nika to bikini.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to go with two piece bathing suit from now on. Um, because what a horrible reason to name a piece of clothing, something anyway. So, um, so they're carrying these out for a long time. Um, the first being in, uh, July of 1946, um, when the bikini, bathing suit came out. But later, one of the most devastating nuclear accidents happened during these tests. On March 1st, 1954, the U.S. secretly carried out its largest ever nuclear test by detonating a thermonuclear weapon 1,000 times more powerful than the atomic bombs dropped over Hiroshima, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The test, codenamed Castle Bravo, reached a yield of 15 megatons, sending radioactive fallout as far as Australia, India, Japan, North America, and Europe. Oh my God. The experiment was designed to test the first thermonuclear explosion based on feasible technology. The goal was to have their first H-bomb that they could deliver in conflict. They designed a prototype with... They they designed a prototype wet fuel bomb, which measured five feet wide and 24 feet long, but weighed 30 tons. The weight made it impractical. So for Castle Bravo, they used the same prototype, but used dry fuel to make it lighter. They expected the blast to be about five megatons due to. Um, A design error related to the wet to dry fuel change and like science that I can't even begin to understand and then relay to y'all. But it was bad. Um, The explosion reached a yield of 15 megatons, making it two and a half times larger than expected and more than a thousand times as powerful as the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs. Thermal radiation from the blast was far more intense than what they were anticipating. Um, Sailors on Navy ships more than 30 miles away reported. It felt like a blowtorch was pointed directly at their flesh. The shockwave destroyed buildings far outside the calculated, calculated damage zone um, on the Marshall islands. The fire, um, the fireball from the explosion measured in about four miles in diameter and rose 130,000 feet above sea level. Oh my god! They said it was hotter than the surface of the sun. People in nearby islands, um, the the morning that that went off, wondered why the sun was rising in the west when before they were able to hear the bang. Like that's how bright it was, wow. and it was to their west. Um, radioactive fallout heavily contaminated the Japanese fishing vessel Lucky Dragon number five, which was sailing about 150 kilometers downwind from ground zero. The 23 Japanese fishermen on board suffered from radiation poisoning and one even died of radiation poisoning poisoning shortly after the incident resulted in um, a diplomatic crisis between Japan and the United States. United States and gave rise to international criticism of nuclear testing. A few weeks after the test, Indian Prime Minister or the Indian Prime Minister at the time advocated a standstill agreement on nuclear testing, which obviously didn't happen. Um, approximately five hours after detonation, it began to rain radioactive fallout on um, at the Ronglep Atoll. Um, well, and some people say wrong, lap or lap It's uh, like four different pronunciations of these islands. And my apologies if you're from there and I'm saying it wrong, but I was watching like three different interviews and some people even said, said Ronj-lap, which I don't think is correct. <laughs> so I'm just doing my best here after, um, never hearing the same pronunciation twice, but Within hours, um, the islands there were covered with a fine, white, powdered-like substance. No one knew what it was, so the children started playing in it, thinking it was snow, and they even ate it. Oh, my God. Um, During the second and third decades after the accident, most of the um, children and adults developed thyroid cancer Ugh. up to 90% of the children and adults of those islands. Jesus Christ. And, um, the people in general now generations after are still giving birth to like deformed children and like having miscarriages and having, um, stillbirths and, um, yeah, there's, they still are developing thyroid cancer. So the bikini people who obviously left thinking temporarily for this um, have been kind of a nomadic people since then and were described previously by the American government to the American to American citizens as nomadic previously. and that's why it's okay that like we took this island, but they were very much like deeply deeply rooted and like had been on that island for generations and generations and generations. Um, And among um, Pacific Island and specifically Marshall Island um, indigenous people, the island that you're from is like an extremely important part of your identity. Mm. And they like see it as part of your birthright to be able to like live on that island and have land on that island and grow food and or like, you know, fish um, in the atoll um, so to be removed from the island is removing kind of that birthright and it leaves the the lives that they lead and the way that they kind of, um, you know, decide who gets what and where they're going to live is like completely taken away when they don't even have the land that they're supposed to be on. So the um, the exodus of the bikini people included a two year stay on um, Rongerik Atoll, an infertile land where near starvation resulted because they had no agriculture, a six-month stay on um, Kwajalein Atoll where they lived in tents beside a runway used by the U.S. military, mm. and in 1948, they were finally relocated to Kile, a small isolated 200-acre island owned by the U.S. Trust Territory Government. Um, Kile is no, has no lagoon, which is unlike the majority of inhabited Pacific islands. A lagoon is extremely important to be able to fish year round. If you don't have a lagoon, you can only really fish for like six months out of the year. And for the other six months, the ocean is like so unforgiving that it's like nearly impossible to make your way back to where you live. If you Mm -hmm. try to go out to fish, um, just because of the weather. Um, so it has no lagoon and it can be walked in entirety in about, in an, about an hour. And wow. there's like an entire population of people trying to live here. Oh um, it is completely unsustainable for permanent human residents. The people living there still call themselves Bikinians and they all yearn to return to the islands, despite many of them never having been there before. Um Somebody, uh, a Bikinian representative, Tamaki Judah, said, we are sadly more akin to the children of Israel when they left Egypt and wandered through the desert for 40 years. We left Bikini and have wandered through the ocean for 32 years and we will never return to our promised land. And they obviously said that a while ago because it's been way more than 32 years now. Um, In 1964, the U.S. government appropriated funds to compensate these the Marshallese people who were exposed to the fallout from its testing program. Um, and in 1988 uh, Marshall Islands nuclear claims tribunal was established to represent the interest of those affected claiming the compensation schemes to be inadequate. Bikini Islanders have taken legal action in 2010. The U S Supreme C- court declined to hear any new cases in pursuit of more compensation. Um, There have been several attempts to re-inhabit the Bikini Atoll and um, every time it has been to no avail and they've had to leave again. Um, And the coconuts on the Bikini Islands are still to this day radioactive. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) It's like there's so much more to even be said, but I'm going to move on real quick to talk about one more Marshall um, land that was, affected the um, Inuatak Atoll and specifically the the Runit Island or maybe Runit. But I, once again, two different sources had two different pronunciations in their videos. Um, but the bombs um, created massive craters on, on these islands. And one of those craters was on the Runnett Island. In the late 1970s, the U.S. began to partially clean the nuclear waste from the island. Some of the radioactive chemicals had relatively, sh- relatively short half-lives um, and were left to naturally decay despite their risks. Another toxin, plutonium um, two nine, or 239, has a half-life of 24,000 years and had to be dealt with. So the 100 meter wide crater on Runnet Island was used to dump as much soil contaminated with plutonium as possible and chunks of unexploded plutonium um, were also disposed of in the hole. When the cleanup was finished, far below the standards that would be deemed sufficient in the U.S., a massive concrete shell was built to cover the hole. No reinforcements were made to the bottom and sides of the hole, meaning the waste directly interacts with the soil and a dump site for radioactive waste fails to meet the standards of normal trash landfills. Rising sea levels have um, compromised the dome in the years since its construction and a powerful storm today could easily destroy it. The Marshall Islands are around six feet above sea level and large parts of um, Inuitak, are at risk of being submerged in climate change. Current flooding rates are already making the islands uninhabitable once again. It'll be extremely devastating in the event um, if this dome ever leaks, not just for the Marshall Islands, but for the entire Pacific Ocean. (sighs) Um, The threat faced by this island reflects a larger nuclear threat around the world. Globally, nuclear power facilities are generally built along coastlines because of how much water they use and to be close to cities and towns. Rising sea levels could put other reactors and dump sites around the world at risk, especially if extreme weather continues to intensify as expected. So all the nuclear fallout that we're hearing all these people having is actually we are all at extreme risk for it because of climate change, which was a fun thing to uncover during this research. In 1986, United States Congress recognized the contributions and sacrifices made by the Marshall made by the Marshallese as a result of its nuclear testing program. Under Section 177 of the Compact of Free Association between the two countries, $150 million um, of nuclear claims... Or a $150 nuclear claims trust fund was set up as a financial settlement for the damage caused by the nuclear testing program. Um, and so this happened in 1986. Um it was projected to generate 18 million dollars annually for a total of 270 million after 50 year or 15 years. Um, these funds were distributed among the populations of those most affected by the nuclear tests: Bikini, Eniwetok, Rongelap, and um, Utrecht, which I did not talk about their situation, but it is equally fucked up and devastating um, for medical and radiological monitoring and the payment of claims. Um, a bunch happened in the meantime where they were going back and forth about whether there should be more money or, you know, it, the U.S. wasn't sending some of the money that was promised and yada yada. In September, 2000, in September 2000, the president of the government of the Republic of the Marshall Islands presented a petition of changed circumstances to the U.S. Congress requesting additional compensation to satisfy the claims. The the request was based on evidence resulting from an increase in medical and scientific understanding of biological effects of radiation following the release of the 1990s uh, or the release in the 1990s of 460 previously classified individual records related to the U S Marshall Islands, nuclear weapons testing program. The petition stated that such injuries, damages, um, uh, render the, the terms of section 177 agreement manifestly inadequate to provide just an adequate compensation for injuries to Marshallese people and for the damage to or of, um, loss of land. According to the petition, as of August 15th to th- to 2000, at least, um, 712 of the awardees, which was up to 42% of all the people that were getting, um, this money have died without receiving their award
1: jesus fucking christ and that
0: was in 2000 and a lot has happened between 2000 and now i um kind of decided to stop reading about all the like legal stuff that has happened other than that in 2010 because
1: yeah, you were like i don't want to kill myself yeah, it was Naturally. also like
0: kind of confusing to read because I'm not like a paralegal anymore. I was never a paralegal for that kind of law. <laughs> and I just was like, I don't really understand all of this. and I don't know if I would be the person that could best um, articulate Kim
1: Kardashian. All the back <laughs> and out, Yeah, so. if Kim
0: K could come on the pod and translate that for me, that'd be great. God, Kimberly
1: would love being a guest on this podcast.
0: <laughs> but you know, as I said earlier, in 2010, the Supreme Court declined to hear any new cases in pursuit of compensation. And as it stands right now, um the people who are living on Kile that are the previous inhabitants of um the Bikini Islands Are basically getting like monthly checks from the US government because there is nothing to do on this island. It's a 200 acre island with no food on it and no fishing. So they get this money from the government and then they get like a boat every few weeks with just like a bunch of canned food that they buy. From oh, the government with the money that the government sent them, oh um, and all of their food is canned. And occasionally, if they're lucky, they get like frozen drumsticks
1: I'm for like special occasions. Gonna kill myself. Um, um, and they have
0: like all this like you know Bikinian like songs and um, stories that they tell each other and sing to each other that are all about returning to the homeland. Um, and there have been multiple attempts to return to the homeland, both officially and unofficially, like both the US government being like, hey, it's safe now, and then it turning out to not be safe. Um, and then also just individual bikinian people taking a boat to the Bikini Islands and like resettling themselves. And as it is right now, there are four bikinian people that live um, on the Bikini Islands um, having like full acceptance of the risks because they yeah. just want to live on the land and take care of it they want to like steward the land
1: i mean i probably i don't blame them it's like there's already such a risk for them like, yeah getting these diseases yeah so well i
0: mean these are people that were not born like were, were born well after all yeah, of I this you
1: said that there babies to this day were being born with like, the people of years. the
0: um of the island that experienced the fallout oh okay okay Yeah, that was because the meteorologists that like gave the go ahead for this said that the winds would blow the fallout elsewhere. And then the atomic bomb actually created winds that blew the fallout onto the islands. And obviously, I think that if there was ever a possibility for radio radioactive like dust to fall where children live, um, I wouldn't just take the word of like a radiologist or a meteorologist rather um, that it's like fine. And that the winds that day will make sure that it doesn't land on those people. It's just so obvious that the U.S. government didn't care and that these are people's lives that they didn't see as, like, valuable or worthy. And um, they have been treating them as such ever since. Yikes. Um, Yeah, so my... Um, sources are, um, on ecowatch.com. There's an, uh, article called a tiny Island used as a nuclear dump site is about to be submerged by water. Um, I also, um, used a like medical paper published on pubmed.gov, Called a history of the people of Bikini following nuclear weapons testing in the Marshall Islands, with recollections and views of elders of Bikini Atoll. Um, I used a article from Vice called "After 70 Years of Nuclear Fallout, Will Bikini Atoll Ever Be Safe Again?" I used um, a. Uh, I guess YouTube documentary by the Atlantic called Atomic Veterans were silenced for 50 years. now they're talking. Um, I also used a um, another YouTube documentary by Welt documentary it might be WELT documentary, I don't know. Um, but the name of it is the Forgotten Nuclear War Bombs on Bikini Atoll. And finally, I used a bunch of the information that is on the website, ctbto.org, um, which, um, stands for something about, uh, like being against like the international something or other against nuclear testing, um, My God, why won't it show me what it stands for now? It did on, but in any case, if there's a lot of really, really interesting um, and like verified information on ctbto.org about nuclear testing and the like effects that it's had on people and like soldiers and um, residents alike. And it's really fucked up and sad. Cute.
1: Moral of the story. Moral of the
0: story? Moral of the story.
1: The United States government is evil and should rot in hell.
0: Yeah. Um there is no reason that we should have ever created atom
1: bombs. Thanks, Albert Einstein, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Truly there's literally no reason for it. Now we just have a bunch of them and all of us live in fear of the people who have access to the codes just setting them off. Yeah, It's been multiple crises um, of people just kind of waiting for that to happen. Um, and then also, also like multiple cities have already been decimated by them in history. Yeah. And the people that we're not like directly bombed themselves are, but we're just in any way in proximity to them have had their lives completely destroyed. Um Yeah. There's like literally no reason for us to have them. It's like the second anyone sets one off, the other people who have, who have them will set them off and then the world will just be like a post nuclear disaster.
1: I can't help but think that we all have, the human manifestation of a nuclear bomb in our life. I'm trying to think of who the nuclear bomb in my life is. What do you mean? There's a p- there. We all have a person in our life who is a nuclear bomb.
0: I know what you meant, but like, what do you mean by that?
1: The, a person who at any point could explode and ruin the world. Oh, oh, oh! You are that for me. <laughs> okay, great. <Fuck> you. <laughs> well, you're that for me too. So I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: i doubt it and i don't have done. it in
1: me to kill anyone i always said i would kill people in the apocalypse fucking bitch okay uh,
0: well then so the nuclear apocalypse then
1: well i'll be killed yeah by the nuclear op- fully well, i mean i'm i'm pulling an at i'm running into the street that's what, that's what you told me when we were growing up that if a nuclear bomb ever went off my god everybody in fucking p-town would not get off my ass for this that's nuclear i don't care i say it how i say it leave me alone yeah, anyway
0: mission accomplished george Jr. yeah george we got Jr. A, we got a george You're w, george w. Jr. Of this yeah, yeah nika's the george w of the <laughs> yeah. podcast
1: well who are you the barbara bush i'm jeb hit someone please with your clap. Car? Oh, yeah, you are Nancy Reagan. Um, <laughs> uh, what I was I going to say? You used to say that if a bomb was ever, you ever knew that a bomb was about to hit, you'd run into the middle of the street so that the blast absorbed you. Oh yeah. Oh, I vaguely I remember these conversations. Oh, wow. so yeah, we used to have really fucked up "What would you do?" conversations yeah. about death scenarios. Yeah, I think my thinking was I'd rather Die, die right, right away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, same. Fully. Yeah, and that's the other thing. A lot of these people that, like, w- that were children when these bombs went off and they, like, went out and played in this radioactive dust oh. thinking it was snow. Their, like, feet are, like, kind of permanently disfigured and, like, oh. they had these, like, horrible blisters all over their skin the That'll next day. That will be the day. fairies
1: thinking it's ketamine.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we become a real fairy. Know, but,
1: like, a... Scary fairy we have like one wing out of our back oh my god <laughs> it's like our bones
0: wait what is that where the the fairies there's some movie where, where the
1: th- fairies are really scary and ugly yeah yeah i can't remember what wait, it, what is
0: it where they they're like really pretty until they're like scary and ugly oh it's true blood It is true blood. Yes. When the blood is
1: sucked out of, when they die, they're actually horrific to look at. No, but it's
0: also not just when their blood is sucked out. It's like when they're not like, um, there's something that happens where like if they're not getting a certain sustenance, they turn into. Oh yeah.
1: Cause it happens when she's, when one of the fairies is trying to get out of fairyland. Yes. Yeah. And they like turn into these like demonic looking. We'll be that if we snort the radioactive (laughs) dust. Yeah. That's fine. I kind of already look like that on like an off day. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Like pull up a picture and tell me I don't.
0: (laughs) You'll notice I'm not telling you you don't. (laughs) Because I know I
1: don't. (laughs) Fine. I wouldn't have said it if it weren't true. Um, Thank
0: you. (laughs) some friends that could really learn from that some (laughs) there there are some friends who will say something about themselves and if you don't immediately say it's not true they're like thanks a lot I'm like babe you said said it it. don't get mad at me for you saying something mean about yourself (laughs) (laughs) my god (sighs) um anyway sucks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That's how i feel about all that it sucks everything i feel so powerless about everything in this goddamn world but once again the u.s government made a horrible mistake that is impacting all of us for generations to come and because like a
1: six-year-old boy was like mm-hmm, oops
0: yeah literally they were like aw, oh no
1: mom
0: <laughs>
1: mom's like the united nations
0: yeah and they're like yeah what you did was horrific <laughs>
1: But here's more money. But here's more money. Because <laughs> you're
0: so cute. <laughs> you're so cute and valuable. Uh, um so yeah, anyway, my deepest condolences to everyone impacted and um so help me if I ever have any kind of power, I'm directing it at this fucking issue. There's like what's annoying is that there's kind of like nothing to be done. Yeah. It's just like fucked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I ever have any kind of power, I will be making a movie, not where Amy Adams only plays every soldier, but every single person (laughs) that was native to these islands. (laughs) Then she'll get accused
0: of like playing, being a white woman playing these Pacific Islanders. (laughs) And then she'll have like some Scarlett Johansson. Oh, wait, wait. We'll get Emma Stone
1: to do it. She's already, she's played a Hawaiian.
0: I mean, we'll get Scarlett Johansson to do it. Yeah. I'll tell you who will do it. Amy Adams
1: will be the soldiers. Leto. Okay, (laughs) let's do
0: it. We have an all star cast.
1: cast. (laughs) Uh, Cool, I love that. (laughs) Great actor, just I hate him. Didn't he play
0: a trans woman in something? Mm
1: -hmm. And he was quite frankly very good at it. Was
0: he? He's a good
1: actor. Yeah. Didn't he rape someone? Did he?
0: Yeah. Isn't he a full fledged rapist, allegedly? Hold on, I'll pull it up. Hold on. Um, I know people
1: really hate him because he's crazy, but I didn't know that. No, I, I, it's
0: because he's a alleged rapist. Ugh. Jared Leto. Why rapist. do they always do this? I'm gonna pull it Just up. Just not
1: about Brad Pitt being a piece yeah. of shit. Aww. Yeah, Angelina Jolie was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein in the 90s, and so she never worked with him again. And Brad Pitt in 2012 pitched a movie to Harvey Weinstein to get him to produce it, and he did, and that's why they got a divorce. Oh my god. Because Angelina Jolie was like, I that's couldn't believe it. yeah but he had an assaulted Gwyneth Paltrow he had just no. like been weird with her yeah but, but I'm saying like Brad Pitt had no problem standing up to him he was at yeah, the height of his probably
0: because it was like not my girl
1: yeah, yeah I think he was, was at the height cool. of his career yeah in 2012, 2012 he was like struggling <laughs> yeah and bad cheek fillers Sorry, yeah. we can talk about this after yeah a, we, we should
0: we should end it
1: <laughs> we should end
0: it it's uh Piss your hands on the mouth Kiss your friends on the mouth.
1: Test your hole.
0: Test your drugs. Test your
1: drugs and test your holes.
0: Test all of your holes. Put a Q-tip up that nose, up that vagine, up that anus. Don't put a Q-tip like in your penis hole, but like still test that hole with a swab it pee out of it whatever whatever test needs to be done to it test them test them and if all you're cleaning
1: your ears just don't do it too hard you could rupture your eardrum yeah
0: and you don't want to be like me who says what every time someone says anything <laughs> yeah. which is not because of a q-tip but i just have bad hearing and i don't recommend it to anyone <laughs> um <laughs> okay
1: love you love you um
0: yeah. oh email the Oh
1: and yes mistakes. and an email, <laughs> email, uh, email, uh, email. us at email bestmistakespod us at gmail Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com dot Best
0: Mistakes Pod. Yeah, subscribe to our OnlyFans. Follow us on everything. We love you. Bye 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 bye. Yeah.